Hey everybody, welcome to BAMFCAST Extra, episode 31. For like BAMF Camp Extra. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally is, as you're about to find out. Uh, but before we explain what the hell that means, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. Uh, we kicked the Shaw Brothers to the curb. We're like, get out of here, Shaw Brothers. For now. Enough of that. For now. Yeah, for now. We still like them, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll we figured back. maybe doing it for a full year might be, I don't know, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe want to mix it up. Give give other people a chance to listen in. Well, I was afraid we were entering the territory of getting them all confused. Uh, yes. Because too many, too soon. Too that was f- too fast. That could, Yeah. <laughs> all of those things. T- too fast, too soon. The new. Um, so what we decided to do, we, we racked our brains and came up with a new theme. Uh, I don't quite know how it came about. I think it came about when Harlow said, hey, I've never seen a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen the things that, that go on top of spaghetti. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. I've never seen any of the meatballs film franchise. Mm, boy. Well, that's a lie now. Yeah, it is. It was not a lie at the time I said it. <laughs> okay. So what we decided with that information after he broke it all down as to what meatballs he had seen and had not seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like, hey, camp movies. There's a bunch of those. Yeah. Well, I was kind of looking over the top camp movies and realizing I hadn't seen a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, here's a and or I haven't seen them for a very long time because right. there's a there's a couple that uh, may come later mm-hmm. in this in this series that while I've seen it's been a very long time. Yes. So we made a list and we whittled it down and we were like, hey, here's a good list of camp movies. Banff Camp. Yay. Mm -hmm. Movies about camp of some variety. Sure. (laughs) It's summer-ish. It's getting towards summer. It's about that time you are signing your kids up to go to camp and get them the fuck out of your house. Sure. Unless you're a kid. And if, you know, if you're listening to this on the regular feed, it's definitely summer. Oh, absolutely. Welcome to summer, (laughs) y'all. So, yeah. So what we decided to start with was obviously... 1979's Meatballs, Mm -hmm. the uh, quote-unquote classic, and 1994's Camp Nowhere. Where? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's just go chronologically here. We will start with the old-timey movie Meatballs. (laughs) Yes, ye ye old meatballs. (laughs) Uh, This is... I, I guess if you were like to consider like the the classic trio of Bill Murray movies, it's this Stripes and um, Caddyshack. Okay, like that's just like circa seventy eight to eighty. Th- these are the movies that people were like, Bill Murray's awesome. All right, I, I guess I'll go with that. Yeah, I suppose. So, Meatballs. I mean, uh, it is directed by Ivan Reitman. It is. So yeah, there's that. It. Yep. it it's it's strange because of how much. Uh, behind the scenes, both writing and directing carries over to Stripes, mm-hmm. and also how vastly different this movie feels to that. Absolutely. Uh, Meatballs is uh, PG. Uh-huh. It's one of those odd PGs where you're like, this movie's PG? <laughs> They're talking about boners. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, PG-13 had not been created, right. so it's definitely not R. Yeah, no. I mean, which is weird, because I really knew nothing about this movie. Mm-hmm. I always assumed this was a sexy camp romp movie, you know, like and it's not really. Kind of not, I mean, no. There's a lots of talk of doing it, but, you know, there's not, yes. like, boobs and boners and farts and, well, I mean, maybe some of those things, but... <laughs> boobs, boners, and farts. <laughs> I don't know. Bam camp. What, however <laughs> sex works, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. We'll talk after the show. Uh, <laughs> What's it like? <laughs> I uh, I made one note for Meatballs. My note says, hijinks. 
<laughs> well, that's the second <laughs> word in the description on IMDb as well. Yeah. They added, they tacked on wacky. Oh, wacky. Yeah, okay. Wacky tacky. Yeah. To the, the, uh, <laughs> the description here. Yeah. Meatballs is. Okay. So I've seen, I saw this movie once. I saw it once in the early 90s. I remembered one thing about it, which we'll get to. But okay. other than that, I really had no memories of Meatballs, fond or otherwise. It was, this okay. is basically a clean viewing for me. And watching it, it's like, yeah, that movie's fine. You know, I mean, it's 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 an entertaining 90 minutes or so, but it's not a movie per se. There's really nothing. There's there's the tiniest of arcs in it, Mm -hmm. but that feels like kind of tacked on and not really what the what the ultimate movie is about. It's just it's just there are kids and counselors at a camp and some things happen. Yeah, I. I didn't write it down, but my one note would be, man, if this movie didn't have Bill Murray in it, this would be a fucking nothing ass movie. <laughs> yes. Like nobody would remember no, this movie. Because there's no there's no jokes. Like there's yeah. no like there's not even jokey attitudes. It's just everyone's kind of a shit to each other in that seventies way where it's all okay. Right. Yeah. I mean I would liken it like this. I mean, I know I know it's not directly the same because Bill Murray was already uh, on SNL and mm-hmm. things like this by the time this movie came out. So he was a known quantity. Yeah. But you look at all of those things that the studios go, oh, shit, we put out a movie with somebody before they were famous. Yeah. And then we're going to re-release it and put their name all over it, despite them probably actually being like fourth build in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Adam Sandler and going overboard. Oh, or right, the fuck yes. it was. <laughs> like everything. It's like, let's discover somebody. Right. Well, we, you know, we accidentally discovered someone who became huge. Yeah. This feels like that movie except that Bill Murray was already a star. Yes. Um, and when you watch the movie, that's pretty obvious, too, because mm-hmm. it was like, here's Bill Murray and a cast of basically nobodies. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to kind of let him go nuts, and everyone else just kind of laughs. They will laugh at him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Particularly in one scene. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... So it's strange, but, you know, having watched the the entirety of the the Friday the Thirteenth thing, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of similarities. It's like these these movies. The opening feels like they could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, like, it feels like this could become a slasher movie at a camp. Yes, um, because <laughs> it starts off and it's like here's the the older people that watch out for the campers. You mm-hmm. know, whatever they call them, CITs or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. whatever that means. Um, See, I thought I thought they were tr- I thought they were counselors in training. I thought that's, that's what, what it CIT- sounds like. But it's like there are no counselors except for Morty. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I whatever it stands for. I don't care. Yeah. Um. So that all right. Let me back up because I feel like I keep uh you know going into different thoughts here. Okay. Um. I this genre of movie is very strange and foreign to me because when I was growing up, which was when they were making all these movies. Going to camp was not, like, really a thing. Like, this feels like one of those things, like, they created a genre. Like, it's like, all kids will understand this. And it's like, there was really never talk. Like, I went to, like, camp outings on, like, with, like, Boy Scouts and shit. But it was never like, hey, go to camp for three months during the summer or two months during the summer. I I think I understand why. We kind of talked about it. My wife and I both watched this at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we would pause it and have camp discussions. Uh, Living in the South. Right. 
it's fucking murder to put a bunch of kids out <laughs> outside with no air conditioning and just let them go at it for eight weeks. Because I, I went to a camp in, in middle Georgia for okay. a week and it was fucking miserable. Sure. It was the worst. Most I, yeah. most like camp movies and camp experiences like this. This takes place in Canada. Mm-hmm. All these things kind of take place in like Maine and Vermont. It's it's all these places you can go and not die over the okay. summer. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think guess, for us, it's just like they knew that we would die. And sure. <laughs> and, and maybe that's that's why it's foreign to me yeah. is like these this whole concept is like, I don't know if we have, didn't have enough money growing up or, you know, if I just had family I could go stay with instead. Yeah. You know, like I get the idea of like offloading your kids for two months out oh, of sure. the summer because they're you know home and you can't stop working because mm-hmm. work doesn't stop for two, you know, three months out of the year. No. Um, so I kind of get it. But at the same time, it, it's. It's such a foreign concept to me because yeah. it was never a thing that I did. I, I yeah, I think you know? this is this is a a northern experience okay. more so than us. I mean, you think like when high school kids go and and college kids they start doing football trials and even with like millions of dollars worth of doctors and hydration systems and all these things, they're still dying, you know, doing their right. football drills. So it's like, no, we can't put kids yeah. out in the woods. Oh, and to finish the other thought is like. Because you're introduced to these CITs, the let's just say the the counselors, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired of whatever. <laughs> um, that like, I got the impression like because the kids like the younger kids don't show up right away. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this going to be a movie of like the counselors setting up for the camp, and that's where you know yeah. because as soon as you introduce the young kids, it's like it becomes awkward to how to try to have a sex romp comedy thing in the camp. It does, yes, you know so. Especially with all the age groups all intermingling with one another. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have their own cabins, but it's like, all right, here's the six-year-olds, here's the 12-year-olds, you know, whatever. But, like, I think that's where I was coming from is, like, that having watched the entire filmography of Friday the 13th is, Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't until, like, the fourth or fifth movie where it was, like, yeah, this is kind of weird that we have a summer camp movie and there's ne- the kids are never around. It's always the counselors setting up and getting murdered. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was until six, actually. And that's when the kids were like sassy and, and making jokes about maybe, dying and stuff. Yeah, maybe that's why I like six so much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I just didn't know where this movie was going to go because yeah. it, it's it's strange to come off of having watched all the Friday 13s. Yes. And then, you know, now suddenly camps are a comedy setting yeah your your idea of this movie like if you've never seen it but you're aware of cinema and stuff like that you you kind of probably lump this in with porkies mm-hmm. you're probably thinking ah oh, meatballs that's that camp brompy thing and with that's boobs and i think Bill that's Murray what i always and, did yeah, yeah and it's totally not that mm-hmm. it, but it's totally not a kid's movie either it's not exactly no it's hard to gauge exactly what the point of this movie is because yeah the kids show up and it's like okay well now we've got some kid hijinks although they're rarely involved in anything um because we were, like, noticing, like, all the events seem based around the counselors. Like, let's mm-hmm. go watch the counselors battle the other camp counselors at a thing. And you're like, who cares? Like, if I was at a camp, I don't want to just watch other people do things. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> well, but, I don't know. Kids watch other people play video games now. So, yeah, well, yeah. I, this could be. When the, I was growing up, yeah. we just played video games <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yes. So the, the one thing that I always remembered about this movie is that I... Look, I understand it's a 70s movie. I understand things were really weird back then for whatever reason. But there's a scene in this movie that gets like super rapey. Mm-hmm. There's a Bill Murray scene that just gets like it like keeps going rapey. And you're just like, cut away from this. Please stop. Um, I, I don't know why that scene always stuck with me. But I like the first time I watched this, I was like, this is awkward. This is 
why is this in this movie? This is not a jolly good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you don't really find out till later that's that's kind of his established girlfriend. But at the time, you're just like, leave that woman alone, Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the interactions between him and that lady were so awkward. I was like, were they actually a thing in real life? Yeah, it it's, did seem odd. Like, as, I mean, it was like, otherwise, <laughs> this seems inappropriate, even on an actor-to-actor standpoint. Yeah. Just the way they were, like, touching each other and stuff, or he was touching her, you know. Yeah. I was like, I was like, were you dating her at the time? Because, mm-hmm. like, otherwise, this seems inappropriate. Yeah. Totes inappropriate. Yeah. And another thing about it is that it seems like an odd, like, this movie isn't even a romance. It's not even like, I will go find love at camp. It's like, everyone's already paired off, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like she is the female in the cast that the male lead would be partnered off with. Mm-hmm. It seems like one of the blondes would be the the breakout, like, sexy girlfriend type thing. It, it, it's just, everything about this movie is so strange, it, and it's just like, scene just kind of end violently with just a cut to the next day and Bill Murray doing voiceover on his intercom thing, mm-hmm. and kids shouting this song. It's, it's just an odd thing. It's it's not bad. It's entertaining, but it's just it's we're not really going through the plot here because there isn't one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the, the 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 takeaways from this movie that I think have endured into, you know, common popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, one is like the sort of anti pep talk speech he gives. Yes. Um, which is pretty amazing. I mean, I, I think I've list, I've seen it on compilation videos of like the best or greatest like pep talk scenes or saying things like that yeah <laughs> because you know it's just bill murray riffing in a room full of kids essentially um some of the kids are fucking losing it yeah cool because he's just i mean i you know i don't think it was scripted or anything. oh no he was, no he's just going nuts yeah and just do this whole it doesn't matter thing mm-hmm. it doesn't matter yeah um but the the thing the weird thing is is that i always remember he hosted the 1980 saturday night live like that one shit year where it was like Gilbert Gottfried and a bunch mm-hmm. of just fucking nobodies. And it, it was like halfway through the season and everyone just fucking hated Saturday Night Live. And he came in and hosted and he did that speech to, for the cast mm-hmm. about how like the ratings didn't matter and, you know, the terrible reviews didn't matter. And that's for some reason, that's always stuck with me more in relation to this than that, because it's okay. just like seeing all this room full of like nobody Saturday Night Live people listening to this speech. Was it like the Anthony Michael Hall year or no? Was it was it was way before that. Oh, okay, yeah, we're talking like Charles Rocket. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, oh, the, yeah, the, like let's replace the original cast. With it was it was the first. Yeah. It was the first year that they had all left. Yeah, okay. and it was it was the first like replacement year, and it was just like wow, who are these people? Yeah. Um, but there's there's that, and then like the other things that sort of remain are the notion that there's the rich kids camp, like that's this yeah. is probably one of the first circumstances of that of like the the ragtag mm-hmm. poor camp versus the rich kids yeah. camp kind of thing slobs versus the snobs yeah but i mean and maybe not i mean someone else probably be like well no this one did it for yeah, you. whatever but but this you seems know. like the the textbook case right but it's weird though that that's barely a factor either kind of yeah <laughs> the weird thing about it especially like at the beginning like every like the two camps meet in this kmart parking lot to get on their respective buses to go away and there's this one kid named Spaz, who's really only a Spaz because he has tape on his glasses, um, is walking out of the store. And like these three 40 year old men surround him and start like bullying him. And you realize they're they're counselors at the other camp. And we were just like, why are these grown ass men attacking children? This is so strange because um, everyone in the 70s either looked 12 or 45 years old. It, right. It's really strange. But yeah, 
but nothing much comes from that. There, th- that there's like an inter camp battle of some kind. There's like a a basketball game that that's just the worst basketball game ever played, and then there's like an Olympiad thing that happens, and mm-hmm. that's kind of there is not like let's go sneak over to their camp and you know throw M80s under their thing or no, you know there's like there's that. just none of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and the other small arc is that there's this one kid who's sad and feels left out or whatever, and mm-hmm. Bill Murray befriends him and then ends up putting him in a situation to become popular by winning the dumb inter-camp, mer- yep. you know, Elibiad thing for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you read the trivia about this movie, you realize that that was initially not the main thrust of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went back afterwards and cut out a bunch of the counselor stuff and refilmed a bunch of scenes between the two of them. Okay. And made that the movie. All right. So, yeah, yeah. No, like I said, with with almost all the same ingredients minus the you know extended cast uh, from this to stripes, it's like, wow. I mean, I shouldn't judge things based on something else, but it's mm-hmm. like stripes is like a billion times better than this movie. Yeah. Um, that it's kind of strange to like go back and watch this one. It's like, huh. Well, all right. I guess good practice run or yeah. something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Nice try. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, I. It's weird. I, I you. The the three Bill Murray's like three Bill Murray movies like I was talking about. It's like aside from the it just doesn't matter speech. There's nothing even remotely quotable in this. I kept waiting for like oh that line's from this. Oh all right, and it was just like oh no, there's yeah, there's really nothing here. There there's a couple like lines he says offhandedly that are that at the moment struck me as hilarious. <laughs> just like ways he responded to people. Yes, but like. Now I can't tell you what they were. I, can't I mean, they were, they were completely circumstantial. Yeah. Like, okay, that's really a really funny reaction. Not quotable because I would never be in that situation. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah. They're, it's just him reacting to something and doing right. it oddly. Yeah. Um, God, there's one scene. There, there's like a, a dance or something where like the person he's dancing with goes off and Bill Murray just decides to dance on his own for a while. And you could just almost hear the director like keep the camera rolling i don't know what he's going to do and the camera just rolls for like two minutes of him just doing whatever mm-hmm. and it's like okay well i guess that's what you get when you get well bill murray you just, you just flip on the camera and let it go mm-hmm. but yeah just you know meatballs it's I, I will say and i'm sure you already you and i've talked about this plenty of times that, uh-huh. uh the the second the credits rolled on this i immediately went and watched mr shows <laughs> it's perfectly understandable <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah because it was like yeah that's this is pretty much exactly <laughs> what that's parodying yes <laughs> yeah. i mean even down to like the you know the rich kids were cheating first and then it was like the good guys have to cheat to mm-hmm have a chance at during the Olympiad. I mean, yeah. that's directly this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like credits rolled. I was like, all right, yep. <laughs> put that in. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, you want to go ahead and rate this and, and move oh, on to the next one? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's an odd one to try to talk about because it's just, it's just random there, wacky hijinks. Yeah. And, I, yeah. So, okay. There is one, Almost running joke, although they don't keep doing it the way I wish they had, where it's like Spaz and the, the quote unquote fat kid who's it's so funny. He's barely fat. Like mm-hmm. he's like not whatever. But they keep having this conversation about these other two girls and everything that the other girls do is responded to. You see the way she's doing that? That means she wants it. It's like this is the dumbest mentality. And they just keep saying it like, you see the way she gave you that tennis racket? That means she wants it. And I'm just like. The fuck was happening in the seventies where people didn't know fuck all about anything else? <laughs> that there, there, means she wants. There it. wasn't the internet. <laughs> I don't know. 
it's, it's so <laughs> stupid. But yeah, they only do it like three times, and I wish they had kept doing it because it was just the most ridiculous thing. Uh, yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm giving this movie two jocks. I think it is fine. It is a fine movie, but like we are saying now, it does. I mean. I feel bad about a movie that I know people are probably right now listening to this and shaking their fists like, oh, sure, you yeah. assholes, it's goddamn classic, but like, it's not. And, you know, I mean, I, you look at other movies, Airplane comes out a year later, and that movie is still one of the best, funniest things. I could just fall over from watching Airplane, five minutes of Airplane, and I'm on the floor. This is just like, yeah, it's that's yep. Bill Murray. I could flip on a random SNL and watch him do the exact same thing. I mean, it's fun watching him slightly unhinged, you know, like yeah. given freedom to just have be the Bill Murray show. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that it's still in the 70s. So there's like disco Bur- Bill Murray <laughs> vibe going on. Yeah. You know, but- you know, and and watch him almost almost do his Caddyshack character like six times and pull back from actually going for it. But um, I, this movie's fine. It, mm-hmm. It's it's totally fine. It's entertaining when you watch it, and you you know the you make fun of the music, fucking David Naughton and Rick D's songs on the soundtrack, and uh, you know yeah. it's it's fine. It's totally fine. But nothing sticks with you as soon as it's over, as you can tell. Yeah, uh, I'm only going to give it one jocks, and I, I say that because like I do think you should watch this mm-hmm. if somehow you exist and you have not seen this Stripes or Caddyshack. Watch them in chronological order. Yes, please. Because, <laughs> well, except actually, I would say almost chronological order. I would watch this, then Stripes, and Caddyshack, and you would be working up how good they are. Uh, yeah, that um, is because the, yeah, because I'm saying like if you've seen Stripes and Caddyshack, you're probably going to be like us and be like, why? What is this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this weird dry run on the other <laughs> funny things? <laughs> right. Because yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the order I would put them in terms of you know classics like. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Stripes is pretty funny, and Caddyshack is hilarious. Yep. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna brace all of you right now. We're probably gonna get to another movie that is basically meatballs, but with jokes, and it may get a higher rating than this. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's fine. I understand the the genesis of the camp movie, mm-hmm. basically. But if another one comes along and puts boobs and jokes in it. I might like it better. You mean, well, didn't they? I think I was doing some research. Like at starting Meatballs three and four, they're rated R, and I believe they're, so. They're yeah. the sex romp. I'm pretty sure none of them are related. I think. No, I'm sure they're not. Yeah. I just mean, like, I think they were like, all right, enough of this kids movie bullshit. Let's, yeah, or kind of kids movie bullshit. I think the third one's flat out about a porn star. It, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's something like I think I read the summary was like a, the ghost of a porn star comes and tries to tell. Yeah. Someone how to have sex, which is really weird because I okay. So just jumping ahead super quick, I think I think the lead of Meatballs Three is Patrick Dempsey. Okay, and like all throughout this, there's this one camp counselor. His name is Wheels, I think, who fucking looks like Patrick Dempsey's older brother, and it was freaking me out the whole time. Um, also, Matt Craven is in this, and I don't know how old that dude is, but he he looked the same for like forty years. Like I I have no idea how old that man is now, but mm. like for him to be a late teens guy in this and still like throughout up through like crimson tide and shit like that still be like hey that guy looks the same right um yeah this one's just a little strange because like i mean amongst the entire female cast there is not one person you're gonna be like oh hey no i mean unless you're a fan of like you know 70s playboy and porn there's that one lady that one girl yeah 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 (laughs) she was in like that x-rated cinderella or whatever yeah Um, alice in wonderland yes oh that's right sorry whoops So, uh, speaking of strange, uh, let's talk about our second movie. Okay. Camp Nowhere from 1994, Mm -hmm. starring Christopher Lloyd, which 
I believe I did some brief research on this. I believe this is the only like top billing Christopher Lloyd has ever gotten. Okay. So, but that that's only one of the strange, weird, odd things about this cast. But let's let's just talk about Camp Nowhere here. Okay. Um, I I will admit I've never seen this. No, me neither. Um, and I don't know. It wasn't like even like remotely in my like I didn't know anything about it. Basically, mm-hmm. um, like I I knew some of the other ones that we may tackle like heavyweights from around this time. Right. But this one, I don't know. I I think I'd seen the cover. I, uh, I had seen I, the cover. We had it in the video store. And I, I don't like it. Doesn't didn't the original old cover like have them like have him tied up to like a stake or something? Yes, that. My entire perception of this movie was based on that, which it seemed like, okay, a bunch kids, of kids, kids go to camp, over the camp and they take over and they tie up Christopher Lloyd and hijinks ensue. Right. Not what this no, movie is. This movie is not that at all. No. This movie is weirder than that. This, this, pr- the premise of this is odd. Ish. Super. I would say odd ish. Like it doesn't go. Okay. The execution of the plot doesn't get odd. It's very conventional what happens, but the setup is super weird. I, Okay. I didn't find it that way. Well, but yeah. Okay, so this movie. So there's there's a bunch of kids who all get sent to different camps throughout the year, and they're like all super specialized camps. Yeah, like. it's it's computer camp and Broadway camp and military camp. It's just everyone goes and they have to go do the thing they don't like. Mm-hmm. So the lead of the movie, uh, Jonathan Jackson, not Joshua, not Joshua Jackson, Jonathan Jackson, who is on Nashville now at a bunch of things. Um, right. He. He's the smart kid. He he's the smart kid, but he's not Johnny Cool Guy kid. No, he's, and I appreciate that. He's a nerd or for or, this or movie geek or whatever he calls. Yeah, himself. he's just he's just a kid. He doesn't want to go to computer camp. His dad Peter Scolari wants him to go to computer camp, but he does not. Which, by the way, Peter Scolari makes a great computer nerd guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen him like look like this, but I was like, holy shit! How have I never seen Peter Scolari do nerd guy? Because it's fucking awesome. It's pretty believable. Get his cable knit sweater yeah. and everything. Put him in a Cosby sweater yeah. and put a dumb stash on him, and he suddenly becomes like, yeah, computer camp kid. Yeah. So he the the kid comes up with an idea to just like take well, the he's, money. He, he, yeah, he finds out that like it's going to cost his dad like three thousand dollars for him to go to computer camp, and yeah. he's like, what if we all just took the money that all our parents are paying for camp and we just rent our own camp? Yeah. And it's just going to be these four base kids mm-hmm. who are just like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. But then they like tell other kids about well, it. Well, yes, it's one of them snitches and tells other people and they're all like, we don't want to go to our stupid camps either. Here's all our money. Right. And you better not screw us over, kid. Like they're they're down with the idea, but they still fucking hate the kid who's letting them do it. So they've got to get they've got to rope an adult into this for just, I guess, to do the legal things, I guess. Sure. Uh, and to also like go around and pitch the camp to all the the parents because yeah there, there's Chris, a layer of hey we got to make this look legit but it's like under any scrutiny all of this would fall apart but yeah so they have the scene where they're at a, at the mall and they see Christopher Lloyd like working at this <laughs> cheese store and and it's weird because it's like a cheese kiosk but they're he's basically selling easy cheese out of the can. This is the weirdest product placement. Like, how? Who came along and was like, "Man, we got to get Easy Cheese in this movie." E- the Easy Cheese market is about to explode, but, you guys. But was it <laughs> was it product placement? Because all right, here's the other thing: is like they were clearly talking about it, and it was cheese out of a can. But like almost every shot of it, they covered the label. Yeah, but he had a giant button okay. that wasn't covered. Okay, I'll just know. say like it was kind of weird. Like we're gonna pitch this Easy Cheese out of a can, but. 
it's like a thing we sell in a mall food food court, which is bizarre. It, anyway, it, like he's <laughs> he's doing this whole routine, and, and the kid sees him. Like he was like, okay, that's a wacky cheese guy, mm-hmm. and then finds that <laughs> yeah finds that he was like the ex drama teacher at his school. Yeah, and he's like, wait, so this guy besides doing all these wacky stuff, it's like he probably you know could do the acting part to pitch all these yeah fake camps. He'll help us. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's him. Um, there's that kid. There's um, Andrew Keegan, who, if you know ten things I hate about you, he's the asshole model kid. Yeah, you know, in that one. Yeah. Um, and then there's two two girls. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're the four people. Like, here's the thing: is like they're all they're all four very like he's the nerdy kid. The other one's the bully. Um, one's the the most, tall one is the drama, the kid. popular drama kid, and then the other one is the quote unquote fat girl who's not a, remotely fat. No, at all. she just wears overalls. Well, yeah, like <laughs> they put her in baggy clothes, and it's like she's the fat girl, and it's like no, she's cute and she has freckles. Yeah, and, and there's it, nothing yeah. wrong with that like, girl. <laughs> yeah, but like they're the thing is, is like they're all friends, but like it, when they go to school, they can't. They're all in different cliques, so they can't pretend like yeah, they, they know each to, other. They have to basically pretend that they right. all dislike each other. Yeah, so that like that's the thing that's going on. So yeah. Um, so they they're the four that come up with this like all right let's get this guy and we'll get our three thousand dollars each and we'll just go rent this place mm-hmm. and stay there and as you said the word gets out and yeah there's way more kids there so but so they go to persuade Christopher Lloyd to help them and he's being weird Christopher Lloyd and doesn't want to he's like money no fuck that I, this trailer is fine by me mm-hmm. but then uh M.M. Wall shows up who's like this this bill collector and in the seventies, Christopher Lloyd bought a car and only made five payments on it. About an AMC gremlin. Yeah. And so they have sold the debt to this guy and he's, he's going to retire a hundred percent. So he's come to collect. So they help. They help, kind help of him hide his cars. Yeah. And then Christopher Lloyd's like, all right, fine. Well, I'll he's help. pretending to be a different guy. And the kid comes out and is like, Hey dad, you know, like you got to go to the mill. <laughs> There's trouble at the mill. Turbines exploding. You got to go. <laughs> And so he's like, "Yeah, hey, our guy that we have this debt on doesn't have kids, so mm-hmm. you must not be him. All right, bye. Yeah. And so, like, at this point, you think, okay, they're going to pretend to have a camp. They're going to have Christopher Lloyd as their counselor and everything will be fine. No, they um, they go to this camp, which out of nowhere is being run by Burgess Meredith, who is just like, yeah, yeah. you can rent this camp. There are several like cameos in this that are odd. It, it, yes. <laughs> but, okay, so this is the first one of yeah. those where it's just like, what? And... Uh, he's just like, yeah, you know, this was a big place in the 60s and lots of free love and everything. It's, there's this kind of dumb joke where Christopher Lloyd is staying there. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember this place. Yeah, I think I've been here. <laughs> and he, and they're like, you've been here? And then he takes a step like to the right. It was like, well, maybe not here, but and then he steps over. He's like, yeah, here. <laughs> Um, um, but also during this, you get introduced that they're um, like in the flight path of some Air Force base because at like 515 every day, these jets buzz the ground really low. Yeah. He's like, ah, you get used to it. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, so, yeah, so Christopher they, Lloyd like takes on a persona for each of the, the main kids mm-hmm. and like convinces their parents like this other camp will be better. Right. And it works mm-hmm. because of course it does, even though it's the worst plan ever. And... They all just get on a bus and go to camp. Yeah. And, and they show up and like that's when they open the door and all the other kids are standing there like, hey, we all yeah. we're all part of this too. Yeah. And like, uh And so yeah, I mean it basically just be like Christopher Lloyd's like, Hey, I'm gonna go stay in this cabin out out by the lake, nowhere near See you. Ya. You know, <laughs> fucking go crazy Lord of the Flies. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And it was at this point where I was like, Now hold up, this is a really fascinating premise mm-hmm. for this. 
because it's like they all get there and it's just like freedom and they all just run around and do crazy shit. And it goes on for a while to the point where it's like 2 a.m. and they're all still running around. And a couple of kids are like, come on, guys, it's 2 a.m. And I thought like, oh, this is going to start some really weird thing. Like this is they're going to territory up and like, you know, this do, is do proper Lord th- of the Flies. Th- this is a fascinating scenario that's happening here, but it totally doesn't go in that in any direction like that whatsoever. Basically, like it's it's the next day and they're just like, uh, things suck. And then Jonathan Jackson just like, well, I've got some money for something. I'll go to town and buy hot dogs or something. And they're just like, why do you have all that money? And they're like, well, because I have all the money that you paid. That's how we're going to survive. And they're like, no, give us our money. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes delivery truck montage of Circuit City trucks showing up and delivering yeah. big screen TVs and super soakers and just every neon fucking toy from the early 90s has shown up and mm-hmm. you know party time for the kids yeah and it, the, now they catch the uh, the attention of the local sheriff <laughs> <laughs> who's played by Biff yeah Cannon. yeah so it's Tom, a weird Tom Wilson, yeah. it's a, a weird mini Back to the Future reunion right after Back to the Future 3 has happened so mm-hmm. um, yeah he he's just kind of an ineffectual local guy yeah and he comes to the camp and they again they do the christopher lloyd father-son thing with with jonathan jackson and he does this whole weird thing where he's like i've got this disease or whatever and they're like which cup which cup's yours and he's like no this one's for company this one's for for you and thomas wilson's just like all right about bye yeah so they get rid of him for a while yeah it it's 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 strange how many times they introduce adults who could make everything go wrong and then for the most part none of them play a factor in anything because so the fourth of the fourth of july comes and of course like all the kids are just strapping fireworks to their head and (laughs) jumping off piers and stuff like that until jonathan jackson tries to do it and just i don't know what he does but he wipes out and burns his arm Mm -hmm. so christopher lloyd has to take him to the local town doctor who is a single lady Mm -hmm. um and so they have to kind of do this weird Three's Company Con game with her, too. But, but again... Chris, but Christopher Lloyd's basically immediately in love with her because yes, she's Dr. She's, Dr. Hot, hot Doc. Yeah. And, and single. So, yeah. of course, therefore. <laughs> right. So, yeah, he invites her out to dinner, essentially, because like he's like, I'm immediately in love with you. So Yeah. And Jonathan Jackson's like, uh, dude, what? <laughs> yeah, like, you're going to expose our plan here, idiot. He's like, yeah, but lady, doctor, shut your lady, face, son. Lady, doctor, doctor, lady, <laughs> doctor, lady. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, it's, yeah, she shows up and like they pretend to still like do a thing and whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, that becomes a whole thing, and it they does. kind they kind of get away with it. And... I do like though that. <laughs> so after like the whole like dinner thing, like Jonathan, Jonathan Jackson starts falling asleep and Chris Rose is like, I'll put him to bed. I'll put him in his room, <laughs> which is basically like he goes to the one of the, like the back door and just throws him on the back porch. Basically just does the I'm done with this hand gesture. It's like, all right, he's in bed. How about you and me go to bed? Huh? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. and then they, they go back into town because, um, you know, bully kids like I'm going to go buy some beer. Despite being like 13, yes. and he's got a fake ID that makes him like 38 or something like that. Yeah, it, it's like he's yes, and then it's, the girl makes a dumb, an even dumber argument because they they like do the math and it's like this says you were born in 1965. It's 1994 that makes you 38 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, that means the year is 1984. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh my god. But yeah. then like Christopher Lloyd is like, ah, oh, my I son. Should, yeah, it's my beer. I need the beer. <laughs> and, see, they they run into the sheriff guy again. Yeah. 
give chase to which like, don't i know you don't you have eczema which, <laughs> which christopher lloyd has to go through a car wash on because he gets his <laughs> pants caught in the doesn't door it doesn't he, why is this happening he gets his pants <laughs> caught in the cruiser's door when he <laughs> closes it for him and has to like walk he's like no it's very personalized service i walk through the car wash and explain everything as it's happening <laughs> I'm uh, laughing harder at it now yeah. than I was then. Oh, I, it's so me. stupid. I don't know. Oh my god. I'm, 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 I'm whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping it right now. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I really did love this movie. <laughs> the bit was so contrived and dumb. I don't care. I, I, I loved this movie, and I'm, I'm, I'm letting, I'm letting it slip now before we get to ratings. Okay, that's fine. Um. Oh god. Okay. Anyway. Uh. Whatever. So like. They had done a whole thing when they were convincing their parents of like, well, you know, well, I guess we'll be, we'll see you at parents' day. They're like, no, 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 we don't have parents' day yeah, in this we camp. Yeah, we don't do that. Like, it was just, it interrupts from, you know, our learning, our it's intense too learning. yeah. And so, so I guess all the parents start missing their kids and like one by one start writing in like, hey, I know you don't have a parents' day, but we'd still really like to come see, you know, this weekend. So they basically come up with this plan where like, we're going to have parents' day for every fake kind of camp we promised all yeah. on the same day in yeah. rapid succession. Um and so almost pull it off. <laughs> so yeah, they come up with this whole crazy convoluted scheme where they're going to have this system where they change the sign every time somebody drives up. They've told them different the wrong different times. Mm-hmm. Um, they put on like a fake stage play with spotlights and nobody in the audience. And they get the parents are like, "Oh, you're late. I guess you can probably catch the final scene if you come here and watch from the wings." Yeah. And they they fake like a computer camp where mm-hmm. they <laughs> where where they're playing a video game and they time it so that it, they're playing this like you know it's like some look, war game simulation yeah. and so like they're like oh guess we'll launch the launch the fighters and they time it to the flyover yeah yeah they get rid of military dad by throwing him in a foxhole and make it <laughs> make it seem like it's a real combat simulation and so they're just like all right just stay in the foxhole because if you leave here it's as good as desertion. And, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but also among the parents, we should probably start mentioning some of the other cameos. Uh-huh. Or I, I guess cameos, not necessarily because some of them some are and some aren't. Yeah, because like Kate Mulgrew, uh, Captain Janeway is the theater camp girl's mother. Right. Um, but then like Jonathan Frake shows up and is like somebody else's dad for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing just the most ridiculous like the music man suit. <laughs> I'm here to see Madonna. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else shows up. Well, all right. So again, on the list of like not really famous at the time, but a couple of the younger kids like mm-hmm. Jessica Alba's uh one of the background people which I'm pretty sure she's the one just like they keep like passing by the kids and she's just constantly making out with this one other kid maybe I'm pretty sure she's the one I saw a glance of her and was just like wait was that and then yeah. was like nah and then when the credits rolls like, but there's this running thing where like this like all the kids are doing kids things and there's just like this one boy and girl that are like just constantly macking on each other yeah and I'm pretty sure that was her okay um and then the other one is um uh there's Chloe Sullivan from Smallville. Uh, uh, Allison Mack. Yes. Um, is also one of the younger kids. Correct. She gets a little bit more screen time where it's like, oh, yeah, you kind of look the same, only 12. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, also, yeah. the B-Girl from uh, uh-huh. the Blind Melon videos, one of them. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, it's just weird. Like, if you look in the kids, it's like, wait, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of that. <laughs> uh, you older are in a thing. <laughs> I also like that they list, list uh, Winston Churchill in the credits. Because <laughs> they got this thing, like, Christopher Lloyd's cabin, like, there's a record player, but instead of, like, normal records, it's all these, like, spoken word, like, yeah. uh, archi- just archival, speeches. Yeah, archival <laughs> footage, things pressed to record. Yeah. And, like, like... I don't know. I mean, I get, well, my, well, what else are you going to listen to? Is my theater? mom had the Apollo 11 moon landing mm-hmm. record, but like 
was this a thing for other things? I it just if, oh yeah, spoken word yeah, stuff like, like that. Oh yeah, yeah capture on the oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess that was the thing people bought. But anyway, yeah, I, I think that that covers most of the like. Hey, aren't you you know people in the background? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like they almost solved the or they almost pull off the the big con of of everything until like some of the parents are like, wait, let's go back in and see, and then like it yeah. all falls apart. It, yeah, and in a weird like it's almost Home Alone time to where like literally every contraption they have set up to do something has fallen apart and is tacking like Peter Scolari. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So again, because Christopher Lloyd doesn't always give the best advice because he's like this aloof man child, you know, doesn't play by the rules kind of thing. Yeah. He's, he tells uh, um, Jonathan Jackson that like, well, yeah, you might be in a lot of trouble for putting this all together, but if you go run off into the woods, They'll basically, it'll be like a movie of the week. They'll be so happy when they find you yeah. um, that they'll forget about all the bad stuff. And so he totally. just goes and sits in the woods for a little bit. And the doctor lady's the like, Dr. Lady shows up and is like, hey, Christopher Lloyd tell you to do this. <laughs> and meanwhile, like when they get back, like Christopher Lloyd is fessing up that this was all his idea. And it was a con thing. And he was actually like trying to start a cult. Like he was like, yeah, the final week I was going to introduce him to like Xenu or whatever. And, you know, we're all going to drink the Kool-Aid. And everyone's like, but really? Like... <laughs> And then he shows up. He's like, "No, it was my plan." Yeah. And, you know, he, he he just was a piece of it, and it's all me. Yeah. And then everyone's just kind of like, "Well, I guess you learned your lesson. We're we're good here and happy ending." Right. Because like the kid is like, "If it was his idea, would I have all the money in my sock?" Right. And, goes, <laughs> and they're like, well, <gasps> and then he goes and gives the money to Emma Walsh. She's like, "Here, yeah, this pays off the gremlin." Yeah, gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit kind of a, of a nothing movie as well, in a way. It has a plot, though. It I does mean, have it, a plot, yeah. It, there's a very specific premise to this, mm-hmm. which is not something... It's it's a little bit like a bunch of these movies that came out around this time, because, I mean, it's a little bit Home Alone, it's a little bit like Blank Check, it's a little bit just this amalgam of other kids' movies that were coming out, but it's still this premise that hasn't really been done. Like, yeah. who... Like, today it would be like, I don't want to go anywhere. Like how do we how do we convince our parents we're at camp and we'll just hide in the attic? <laughs> Probably go rent a house instead of a camp. Yeah, you know? and it's just like how do we just stay on Facebook all day? Yeah, um, like hey, can we Airbnb this for the entire summer with this yeah. lot of cash that we were going to go to camp with? It, it's just it's remarkable how like all the kids in this want to be doing other things, but they're all like kind of practical other things. Like the 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 main kid doesn't want to go to computer camp; he just wants to play baseball all summer. It's mm-hmm. like. If if your kid today was like, I want to play baseball all summer, you would be fucking thrilled. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to baseball camp. All right, because <laughs> it's like th- there's there's a point in the midsection of the movie where it's raining and they're all just inside, bummed out that all they can do is watch TV and and play with their millions of toys, and they're all sad. Mm-hmm. They just want to go outside and run around. It's like these kids don't exist anymore. They're all right. gone. <laughs> well, all right. So I guess I mean we're we're basically done wrapping this up. I guess we were time to rate it and okay. all that stuff. Yeah. Um. I, I will I will say why I actually love this movie. One, I think it's because I missed it and had no you know no idea what I was in for kind right. of thing, which tends to hit me better when I'm completely surprised by a movie, mm-hmm. like what it is. Um, two, I I am generally always a fan of like the House of Cards scam that uh, thing that somebody is building, right? Um, and and watching it tumble down, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of deal. And that's pretty much the entire plot of this movie is. We are just we are building layers upon layers of and lying on top of lying in order to keep this house of cards standing, right? And you know, eventually it's gonna it's gonna fall down. So I, 
I generally like that as a plot device, um, especially when it's kids, you know, outwitting parents. Yeah. Like, I, th- I always think, I, I say that because, like, if I'd watched this when I was the right, if I'd been the appropriate age, this would have been in, like, constant rotation of, like, fuck yeah, fuck the parents. Like, parents are stupid. Kids and, fantasy. Yeah, 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 kids fantasy thing. Like, you know, there was that one, the snow one where they built the snow fort, and it's like, you know, we just <laughs> fucking hang out. Like, yeah, we, we, we've built this, like, we just want to live outside in the snow fort. Yeah. You know, I don't remember what that movie was, but yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> anywho, but like, I, I just saying, I, I, I like things like that. And also the reason I like this is nobody's annoying. Like, I mean, you, no. you have a camp full of precocious teens. The, 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 you're going to generally have one or two really annoying characters. Mm-hmm. And I think all these kids are really good. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're personable and they, they don't like spaz out too much. Um, and I like, you know, Christopher Lloyd is like this kind of weird man child thing. So it's like, it gives it kind of like that Leon, the professional vibe of like, here's this guy who should be above the other person, but there's in many ways, the kids are more mature, especially as the, as the movie goes on, as you were saying, like there's a point where they're eating like pizza with Oreos on it and shit like that. Slim Jims and Pop-Tarts that they talk about at one point. Yeah. And they're just like, no, I'm sick of that. Like, let's make a salad and some omelets and yeah. shit. You know, like... Yeah, they start just being like yeah, normal-ass people. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and to me, like, I also find that fascinating because I feel like it's... I, I feel like I keep referencing all these different movies, but it's it's kind of like the Star Wars line of, like, the more you tighten your grasp, the more systems will slip through your fingers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like too many parents are too strict on their kids yeah. that if you just give your kids some freedom, they will generally come around to the right thing. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And like, this is the best example of that. Like, well, it's the quote unquote fat girl who comes to the realization, like eating all this junk food all the time sucks. I don't yeah. want to do it anymore because then like the arc of her character is that her mom shows up towards the end. And she stopped wearing her overalls. Yeah. And it's and, like, and, Oh, you're not fat at all. Yeah. Like never was, but yeah. yeah but I guess in, in the movie, world i am no longer fat because i've been eating normal food sure it's it's yeah it's kind of like all the kids overindulge in all the things they wanted mm-hmm. to do and eventually realize well you can't do that all the yeah, time Yeah, and that's what i'm saying i mean like i feel like this is kind of the example of the thing like i see this with so many parents it's like just let your kids be they will come around like mm-hmm. you know humans developed for years and years with basically no nurturing and we will eventually turn out right because if you do enough bad things, you're like, oh, that sucks. I should stop doing that, or yeah. at least in moderation. Yeah, yeah. And they should have like, totally let that kid go to go play baseball all summer. Sure. He would have either been great or he would have sucked, and it, that would have been the end of it. Yeah. And and, and it's it's it, it's all summed up in the one line where it's like he's like, yeah, I'm smart, but I'm allowed to act stupid. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah, that's 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 my thing altogether. Yeah. Like, and also in retrospect, like if you're going to computer camp in 1994, those skills went fuck all as soon as the internet came around it's like you didn't know shit i suppose because like i was taking computer classes in 1993 and realized that that shit immediately broke as soon as like the internet became a thing sure so i I suppose uh anyway so i i I guess it's time to rate this Mm -hmm. um yeah i i'm gonna give this movie four jocks (laughs) i I fucking love this little movie like i mean this is like this is like I would put this up here with like the Sandlot. I mean, it, it never it never gets as endearing as the Sandlot is, mm-hmm. but like I I would have watched this movie a, a lot, especially yeah. if like if I was five years younger and this movie had come out like at a because I mean let's face it in 1994 I think this movie was yeah I would have been about 16 I was a little too old for this movie but yeah. like I'm saying like five years younger 
I would have been all over this movie. Like, this would have been in constant rotation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I missed it at the time and by my age. Uh, so, you know, whatever. I, 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 I still I still can completely appreciate this movie for that. Yeah. Like, the, that I was like, oh, yeah, this totally would have been my jam if I'd watched it at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a problem like being like, oh, shucks. <laughs> I, I still, I think this movie is really, really fun. Yeah. Um... I liked it not as much as you, I don't think, but I still I still did like it, but it it's it's just it's got so many weird things to it that all kind of add up to something unique, like just the why there are so many Star Trek people in it and why there are so many Back to the Future people in it and never the two shall meet in that way. Well, um, some of them hadn't met. I mean, Voyager hadn't started. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I was I was continually impressed throughout this at the quality of acting from these kids, especially the main kid who I thought was rather remarkable for he, he the only strike I had against him is that he was acting too good for someone that young mm-hmm. like he he and it was it was weird, especially in the scenes like where he and Christopher Lloyd and uh, Tom Wilson were were all doing things. He very much came off like a young Michael J. Fox in those scenes, like just helping Doc Brown do a thing, you know. Um, so and this being his first movie was just, you know, good on you for for, you know, being that good. I, I, I I'm going to only give this one two jocks. I I liked it more than I liked Meatballs, but I can't really compare them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did have a good time with this, but I, I kind of felt like. I kind of felt like after it was over, a not not a lot of it was going to stick with me. Like the praise I had for it was going to stick with me. It was like, oh, these kids are, are are good actors, and none of them were annoying, and and the the movie the story went in interesting directions, and the car wash was odd, and it's just also not having any knowledge of this movie. Like all of it seemed like a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like all of it was just like none of it went in a direction I thought it was going to go, yeah. and and I like that. I. I so I, I like that we are picking themes that allows us to go find movies that we would have otherwise have never, ever watched. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, like, th- this was a shock that I enjoyed this one as much as I did. Yeah, it's 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 good. They're both, both movies are interesting in their own ways um, and very much products of their time. Yeah. I, I think you can definitely say that for both these movies is that they are very much of the time they were made. Yeah. So I, I also appreciated that they're camp style romances were completely realistic like yeah the kids weren't like yeah i fuck you know what <laughs> i mean like right. i mean you know it's just like at, at 12 13 14 whatever the hell age they were supposed to be yeah they're awkward yeah. and like you know oh something suddenly came up kind of things you know like <laughs> i'm just saying like like nobody was just like yeah this was written by this felt like <laughs> they were acting like how people that age should have acted not yes. not like oh here's a 40 year old's idea of what kids young teens yeah. are like like one kid was obsessed with skinny dipping but didn't know why right um and then kind of finds out that maybe you shouldn't be obsessed with skinny dipping but you know it's like I, the the quote unquote oldest kid of the bunch the 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 mechanic kid mm-hmm. the the one from 10, 10 things. things i hate about you um he should have seemed like the kid who was just like, I'm going to sleep with all these girls. Eh. And he was basically oh, no, he was just none awkward. of that. Yeah. yeah, he was just as awkward and turned out to be a pretty good kid. Like mm-hmm. there was that one scene where, they, where the one girl was obviously homesick and he was just like, well, you want to make a necklace? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
yeah, you know, it, it was. I'm glad that it wasn't like there's a bunch of shit kids here, and you had they had to deal with them. It was just it was just this odd situation where the kids all still wanted to go to camp for the summer. They just didn't want to go to the camp they were being sent to. Yeah, like I said, I, it, it's weird because like this hit on so many themes that I think are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're they're kind of in the background, and maybe I'm reading more into them, but it's like the idea that as as you go from like elementary school you can have this set of friends and then like suddenly they start branching off into these other cliques and it's like you can't associate with them anymore yeah like there's just there's a lot of really good like whoever wrote this like mm-hmm. actually remember their middle school high school yeah. days like not just like i think it was like this you know like <laughs> right you know it's just strange that like they they captured so many actual things that happened to, to kids you know yeah. I mean, besides, you know, most kids didn't make up their own camp, but you know what I mean? No. I'm just saying, like, feelings and, 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 and the things that you would have hang-ups by and, and, like, you know, your friends departing off to go be this other thing because mm-hmm. they grew faster than you or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's it's it's, in, it's in, interesting to me. And like I said, I, I would I would put it in on the same shelf, maybe not as high as the Sandlot, but it's, it's, it's close to me. It's of that... Yeah. That, like, this is way better than it should be, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but still not like a, a kid's movie that made $100 million. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, the two the two writers wrote for Saturday Night Live for okay. a while. So, And they also wrote Down Periscope, so. Hmm. <laughs> Never saw that one. Oh. Oh, well, when we get to submarine movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we do submarine theme. <laughs> yeah. Sub-ma-theme. Sub- <laughs> September. <laughs> I like submarine. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw that. We can do that one anyway. I never saw uh, Mikhail's Navy either. So, oh the, man, of the like, yeah, Dallas Periscope is the Kelsey Grammer one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, I never saw either one. Oh wow, okay. or Sergeant Bilko, or oh any, yeah, any of these like, oh man, remake things. Okay, whatever. funny military movies. Yeah. <laughs> I did see in the Army now, so I, I think I saw the wrong one. Well, then we're fine. We don't have to watch that one again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why did you see that? I don't know. You had a Polly Shore thing around the time. Yeah, Polly Shore was fine. That movie came out the same time Camp Nowhere did. You chose poorly. All right. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> I think Lori Petty was in it. The the cast of Down Periscope is insane. It's really like when we get when we get there cuz now it's going to be a thing. <laughs> Great. Uh, but we're not getting there yet because we're doing camp movies. We've mm-hmm. got seven more weeks of camp, y'all. <laughs> pace yourselves. Yeah. Because you can't pace yourselves because it's, it's Jonathan Jackson, not Joshua. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, so uh, we've kind of got our camp movies, but if you've got camp memories or camp movie memories. Yeah, or Did you go to camp? Yeah. Like, the, like a real proper be gone for two months camp yeah i want to i want to hear camp stories yeah. and especially if you're like if you're in the south i want to hear a camp story because i yeah. did you go to camp malaria because <laughs> <laughs> i believe i'm right about my camp theory but i could be wrong yeah. uh so yeah send us send us camp stories to uh bmf at bmfcast.com don't write us about meatballs because we're right and it, that movie sorry if you think it's a classic that's great but eh. yeah i mean it's <laughs> To me, I feel like it's got to be completely nostalgia-based. Like, if you watch Meatballs, and I, I actually do want to hear if you've just recently seen Meatballs, and you're like, I fucking love that. I actually would be interested to know about that. But if you've grown up watching it, I'm going to go with you. You're looking at it through nostalgia-colored glasses. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's there's not much to latch onto there. No, movies have evolved. Yeah. Meatballs did not. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what we're going to be doing here for a while, and uh, so you know, get your sleeping bags ready and mm-hmm. curl up in them. <laughs> <laughs> Toast some marshmallows. Yeah, watch out for spiders. I don't know. Whatever people at camp do. But uh, until next week when we do two more camp movies, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Out. Buck up, little camper. We'll get through this together. Are you ready for the summer?